Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Oh, and my name uh, is Joe Oltman. Can you get somebody in here to fix this camera, please? I look like a little bobblehead. Yeah, Joe is floating <laughs> over the background. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so my background, so, I don't even know what it is. I think I'm, yeah. I'm bigger than I should be, or I don't know if you see that. No, no, but even on the screen. You can kind of see that I'm. This is like, this is a, like a Santa Claus back. moment. This is like a Santa Claus moment. We do use green screens. <laughs> Hence the reason Joe is floating around, there floating around like a no. floating head. He's still way too low. Well, they'll fix it. They'll fix it. Um, but so we had a great episode last night. Um, it kind of broke the system. How many people were watching it? Two hundred and forty-one thousand people watched that show. From last night to the mor- till this morning, two hundred and forty-one thousand people and growing. Yeah, and growing. And it, it kind of broke the system. System wasn't designed to watch, have that many people watching. Well, at once it wasn't designed because the all the streams go ba- through our board, and then that board goes. System. system wasn't designed to watch. Well, that's me. I think. Uh, Sorry yeah, about that. Yeah, you. We, we got to play a little video. I can't believe I'm having all these technical difficulties. I'm feeling like this. Uh, 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 it's a good thing that we have uh, Jovan joining us this morning. Uh, he yes. doesn't need any introductions, but he is uh, a tireless uh, patriot. He has worked very, diff- very hard to get to the bottom of all this election fraud. We've got some breaking things that will happen later on this week that Jovan will also be a part of and others will be a part of that will show you that we've been able to uncover what happened across the nation, not just in the swing states. This happened in every single state across the country. Yeah. So why don't we bring him on right now? Welcome, Mr. Jovan Pulitzer. Jovan, welcome. How's it going, guys? How you doing? Back, you look like you're a radio host. I love that mic. Joe, you, you look like a bobblehead. What's going on? No, I'm kidding. Uh, you could hear me the whole time, too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You got to do the uh, Robin Williams in that mic for a minute. Good morning. Morning, Vietnam. Yep. <laughs> but it's America. But we feel like we're battling in Vietnam right oh, now. Oh, my goodness. Right? News it media is saying Actually, we're baby killers and everything else. Hey, in in fairness, I might trust some of the elections in Vietnam. Yeah, more than, more than you would trust here. elections here, which is a crazy yeah. statement. But, yeah. And, and we're not talking about... By the way, we're not talking about stolen elections at just the national level. We have problems in every election down ballot, all the way down to things like DAs, where we see these radical leftists be put into positions of power and authority, running our judiciary and persecuting people with impunity and letting other people go. This is happening. I know people out there are are questioning you know, I, I, I talked to my dad about this. My dad just turned 80, 89. And I think every generation believes that the previ- the new generation coming is 
turning the country into the, running it into hell in a handbasket. But I actually believe we're really seeing it in many ways. And my, my father confirmed, yeah, you think that when you get older, that this is really happening. And we see things failing all around us. But I want to let people know that uh, I don't see it that way. We're not failing. And the, the bottom line is, if we just go back to 2015, when Donald J. Trump and the media really started attacking him, and think how much billions, hundreds of billions of dollars spent into convincing the world he's a bad guy. We're all still here and we're still getting this stuff out. And it's finally coming out and seeing we're winning. They're terrified. Yeah. They are. They are very terrified. And they uh, yesterday, Jovan, we put up a uh, top 10 um, most dangerous election deniers. Did, did you hit that part? Did you hear that part? Uh, I, I saw that. I saw that uh, y'all were on the list. I thought, all right, that's awesome. I love that. It, it's uh, I don't know if it's a badge that's of a honor, but I, but I, I will tell you that that just shows that they're afraid of us. They're afraid of us collectively. And I think what their fear is the most is that we're coming together and we're starting that's to right. put together our brain power in such a way that we're filling in the gaps and we're replacing those puzzle pieces almost to the place where we've developed an entire map. And now we know how they're cheating. We know why they're cheating. We know where they're cheating. And the American people, even with, with tech censoring and taking away the First Amendment and doing some pretty terrible things to Americans across the country, the true fascism that we face, um, we're still winning the battle because we are, we are tirelessly getting out there talking about truth. And they can't stop it. Can't stop the truth. Not at all. Not at all. You said it when uh, talking about just last night's program when we all talked and more than a quarter of a million people have watched that. You have to understand... Those are ratings, because those are real life people, those are ratings that CNN, any given show on CNN, would kill for. Yeah. Would kill for. And we can just do it at the drop of the hat speaking truth. But the problem is they're prayed, played, paid political prostitutes. That's their job now. They yeah. have no choice. They've been suckered in and controlled, and they're having to deliver. Yeah, yeah it's... Um, so you, you mentioned 2015 this election has been like a red pill, blue pill moment. Once you realize that there's fraud in 2020 election, you take that red pill, just like in the matrix, you cannot go back to nope. just accepting results. But it also makes you realize, well, wait a minute, this can't have been the first time. It makes you wonder about 2016. Did they try it in 2016 and Trump was just so popular, yes. he broke their algorithms? Did they, they do exactly it in 2012 and 2008? How the build up do you think this has been going on? Well, the first mail order fraud in the United States of America happened during the second administration of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, yeah. The first computer crisis with computer voting in America happened where they caught the computer cheating. They saw it swapped votes. They weren't allowed to talk to it because the media pile on. That was in Miami-Dade County in 1970. All of this has been going on for a long time. Now, the rig in the system was set. It was supposed to be the, uh, the inside no was Obama would do his two terms, Hillary would do two terms, and then Michelle would do two terms. And the whole transition of undoing America would be complete. And what happened is when Hillary was screaming that Donald J. Trump stole the election from me, she was basically saying, look, we had this rigged and here comes this guy stealing it from us because those flyover people just came in and voted yeah. in person. So they could not ever um, account for the American spirit of getting up off the sofa 
and getting out to vote. And that's when they knew, oh my God, we are in trouble. We have to make sure they don't get up off the sofa and we have to find a way to basically force them to vote from home so we can control it more. And that's what you saw in 2020. And they just made it permanent in California. They just made Correct. universal mail-in voting permanent just yesterday. Correct. That's right. Well, so California, the, the, a Republican will never again win California. That, that, that'll never happen. They made sure of it. Well, and, I think I, well, I think we just saw the election in California get stolen. I mean, yes, their exit polls were showing 70, 80, 90 percent voting to have him removed from office. And yet those same places showed that he won by 60, 70 percent of the vote. I mean, it's it's really scary what we're dealing with, because we've been able to break down the math. And I know, Jovan, you've been in part of those conversations and you're going to go through and talk to us about how they stole it. And I think that people are, are, are chomping at the bit right now to get that information. So we'll move right into it. But it, this, the, what happened in California, the eerie part for me is that nothing happened. There, there was no conversation about that Newsom should not have been retained. There was no conversation about the amount of fraud that was there. We, send, we tend to move on from all of the facts that show massive amounts of fraud and say, oh, that didn't work. Let's go find something else. That didn't work. Let's go find something else. But there is a massive gaslighting that's happening on the American people. And frankly, it's scary because, you know, what do we do from here? How do we even shed a light on what happened in California? I mean, yes, the election in 2020 was stolen, but they haven't stopped. <laughs> you had the runoff no. election in Georgia. You have this election in what was uncovered in the, uh, the mayoral race in uh, New York City where they had test ballots that were loaded into the system. And then you had, oh, my gosh, California stolen on whether or not Newsom was supposed to be removed from office. That election was stolen, stolen. And yet we sit here and we have conversations about it like, what do we do? I think it's time that we do something. Well, we have to activate ourselves. This is where, you know, as weird as it sounds, we were born into a free country, most of us, and yeah. we basically, freedom was our birthright. Now we understand they took that birthright. If Arizona does nothing, they live in an Arizona slave state. California just confirmed California is a slave state by passing that law. We have to kind of re-earn our citizenship again. And the way we re-earn our citizenship again is we've got to activate. And I do agree that we have to all work together to on many levels to do many things. We have to understand how this was stolen in order to make sure it doesn't happen again. So we can't turn a blind eye onto the techniques and procedures and what was done. Secondly, we have to take some uh, plays from the leftist playbook, and we have to get ourselves known and visible. Now, we, work a, we walk a very, very fine line. I will not kid you in that. You know, they are, they are praying, the left, they are praying for the time that somebody takes a gun and goes shoot somebody up or tries to shoot somebody on the left claiming for a stolen election. And they're going to use it as a way to get rid of our guns. I absolutely believe that's why we had that uh, horrible massacre in Las Vegas is because that was the defining moment that was supposed to happen during Hillary's terms so Hillary could get rid of our guns. And of course, they never could have accounted for President Trump being in. And so they didn't get to pull it off. So they're going to try everything. But I have to warn people truly 
we have to be very careful how we do this, and we have to be very strategic how we do it, but we have to make our voices known and our presence be felt and heard, and we have to exhaust every option we can to let them know that we are not going to take this anymore. So are you trying to say that maybe I might be right and we might be headed towards a William Wallace type of freedom screaming? Uh, well, I got to be very careful how I answer that. No, no, I'll say it also, for you. You want me to answer Also that because I have no fear. Robert DeBruce is in my family line. Um, I, it's, you know, just even that one inference that we're all going to line up and paint our faces and go lop off heads, they'll weaponize, right? And so is it time for us to gather in the meadow? Yes. Is it different than times in the past? Yes, it has to be different in the past. Will there be times when people have to get together in public and, and we have to prove all lives matter? And, and will there be hard choice that police will make and stuff, whether to shoot into the crowd? Yeah. Will there be a horrible miscarriage of justice when uh, a leftist trucker, because we're in the streets, decide to run us over and they give that trucker the Nobel Peace Prize? Yes. It's going to be wildly unfair and unjust. But the very first part of this is to understand what's going on and what you're fighting for. If you don't understand everything we potentially lose and what can be done to you, you can't uh, actively engage. And so this is a, a process. Do I want it to come to civil war? Hell no. Do I want people to fall yeah. out into the streets with their gun? No, I don't. Do I want people to activate? Yes, I do. The great and equalizer. No one wants to be William Wallace. No one wants to be William Wallace because William Wallace was drawn and quartered. So if we could do this without William Wallace was Before William that. Wallace was drawn and quartered, as they laid him down, the first thing they did was cut off his penis and his testicles and shove them in his mouth while he was still alive. And he was still alive that whole time. Then they... Uh, gutted him while he was still alive. He was still alive. They gutted him uh, into his belly, pulled his guts out onto the outside, made him look at it as he was in heroin agony. And then, yes, uh, drew and quartered him and delivered him all over uh, his country at that time. Yes. If that's the fate be for any of us, so be it. So be yeah. it. But I'll tell you, and nobody wants. I'm to not go afraid. Of, I'm actually, no. I'm not afraid of that at all. If I end up, I mean, I said that if I end up with a bullet in my head, so be it. I can, I can, I can think of no better way to have my life measured. Something, if in fact I had to take a bullet because I'm standing up for what's right about America and the American people. And if if that's it, that's it. Does that mean I'm declaring war? Hell no. That means that I just take this seriously. Well, I mean, we could actually draw the conclusion or draw the parallel to Benjamin Martin, too, the, the person that was played by Mel Gibson in The Patriot and standing up. I mean, there's a lot of things that we can look at over the last hundred years that would point directly to a need to stand up. And I, I believe that the great equalizer going into um, the last couple decades has been that people were not afraid 
to die. People were not afraid to die for their country. They were not afraid to stand up and stand strong for their country. And I believe the convenience has ruined that. We've made us really comfortable and, you know, we give them all the convenience and here we're just, we're, we're the most blessed nation in the world. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, entitlement crept in. And I know that when, when my kids were growing up, I did not want them to go through the same thing that I went through in my life. I didn't want them to go through it. I wanted them to have a better life. I had a tough childhood. I had a tough life growing up. And I know your story. I know you had a tough childhood. I know you had a tough time growing up. And that was fuel for you. That was fuel for you to say, look, I don't want to live in that environment. You made choices for yourself as a result of that. And, but, but I also think that that has, is why you're in the fight. I think it's why I'm in the fight. It's because we recognize that the opportunities that we were able to provide for ourselves and our families was because we made choices to fight through that adversity. An adversity mm-hmm. that started with shoes with holes in them, pants that barely fit, an inability to basically uh, be involved in that elitist class. And now they see this, this group of people who grew up poor that are rising up and saying, listen, opportunity is something that you have to snatch. You have to, you have to go for it. But now they're taking away even the opportunity of being able to see the vision of what that path looks like. So I think that the people that are standing up now, the reason why they fear us is because we've had to overcome insurmountable odds in order to get to the place where we are right now. And the talking heads... it's interesting with Max, with the background of San Antonio and the background of him, and I'll say this since I know Max knows San Antonio. My father, um, who was a military man and then went into civil service, family didn't make a lot of money, right? And I can't tell you how humiliated I was in school, two things. I always had a military haircut, buzz cut, which all the other kids could grow their hair shaggy and I I couldn't do it. It was a buzz cut forever. High water pants. There's nothing worse than growing up in the bell bottom era, right? And you have to let the seams out of your jeans to make it longer because you're growing so much, but yet your bell bottoms are flapping like this in the wind saying, hey, look at these high waters. And I actually walked, literally walked, loop what is now loop 1604 as a kid in san antonio picking up cans because at that time you could pick up cans and bottles and take them into store to make money and that's how i got my school clothes and so i've been there done that uh understand it and because of that i understand at the same exact time we live in the greatest country in the world because if you can think it you can do it and that's what made us great and they want to push us backwards to a time where everybody controlled us and i'll give you an example the the re what the core reason why the united states of america became such a grand experiment was freedom and ownership and here's what i mean by that first just the freedoms we have but the greatest thing that ever happened to our nation to jumpstart our nation was the gold rush and back in the gold rush days whether you were eight to eighty crippled blind or crazy 8,000 pounds, one leg, whatever, if you were willing to get out and basically dig for gold, you could make your fortune. And it was those fortunes that jump-started our nation because we were the only nation still to this day that if we want to go out and mine and put our effort into it and we find it, we can actually turn that in and the government doesn't get it. And they're trying to reclaim all that back, all that back that all these countries had, whether it be private property, mining interest, whatever the case may be, because they don't want you to know the greatest secret of all, and that's you can do it. And that's why in the dark ages, when they, 
the Dark Ages was not suit in the air. The Dark Ages was when the church and the other ruling classes shut down the learning. And they tried to con you. The same stuff we're going through right now. And I'll give you a great example. If you go back and look at maps from the Middle Ages and from the Dark Ages, and you look outside of the Mediterranean, which was the center of civilization at its time, and you look out what's called the Strait, the Gibraltar Strait, right, which was called the Pillar of Hercules at the time. And what did you see on that map? You saw monsters in the ocean. You ever wonder how they got there? Because the monsters in the ocean, the church put them there and sold you. If you go out into those waters, these beasts are going to eat you. So stay here in this tub and stay safe. What's the new monsters in the water? If you don't put that mask on and you go out there, there's monsters out there. They're going to get you the same history is repeating itself. And also with the white supremacists, if you, if you dare go to a, a conservative rally, don't you realize there's going to be white supremacists there? Don't you realize there's going to be extremists? They're doing the same thing with everything. Everything. I know we only have you for a little bit, Jovan, but before we were coming on, I was talking to you. Yesterday, we talked about paper a little bit and how they wouldn't let yes. you actually do the little divot to tell whether there were bamboo fibers. Um, we talked right. a little bit about the creases and and how the different kinematic artifacts, the creases, they say that just the the old saying is, well, that's not written in stone. Well, if you fold a piece of paper, it actually kind of is everlasting. Um, mm-hmm. You'll always be able to see it. What we didn't talk about yesterday was the ink. Right. And I know you ha- you've right. sent over some some screenshots. And I, I want to let you set them up because the ink has been something that's been on everyone's mind. Were ballots filled in by machines? Were they filled in by right. human hands? Right. Are they too repetitive? Um, so what did you guys find? As much as you can tell us, what did you guys find in the audit? Yeah, I'm going to take you through a, a, a training exercise so you understand what this is. But let's just go at the basic premise. If you were mailed a mail-in ballot, uh, you don't print these ballots, unless you're in California now, print them at home, and then fill them in with you know little nefarious circles that you printed on your printer. It's to be ostensibly done by hand. Let me show you this first photo. This is what a hand-filled-in oval on a ballot looks like. So when you take a a pen, a writing device to paper, and we'll put that up on the screen. It's just a, yeah, a hand-filled over. Say it again. I'm just, I'm just telling the producer to put up image one. Great. Thank you. And so you're looking at a ballot there where you can see the section in the ballot has been voted. Now, what you're seeing there, other than at this angle, it looks like a cat, and I never noticed that before with ears and a nose. I was just going to say outside, that. <laughs> outside of that, all those little twists and turns in there, that's the fiber being mm-hmm. disrupted. Now, what I want to point your attention to, other than you can see the reflection of the ink, we used to call this iron gall. That's what actually made ink writable. But you can see it's on the paper and it mixes into the paper. But you can see behind it, the printing of the oval itself is kind of dotted, right? It has dots in it. Just like if you see to the right, those little dots are what makes it gray in that section. But you can still see the writing going over the oval underneath. Mm -hmm. You can still see the oval. Let me show you picture number two. And I'll show you when our system detects a synthetic boat, there it is. Now, the first thing you can see is it looks completely different under investigation. There's no tossed up fibers. Uh, You can see the oval, but you can't see through the writing to see the oval. So these are obviously not authentic uh, uh, human marks. Now, 
the first thing you have to ask yourself is, okay, the one on the right is oblong, but the one on the left has scribbling. So I want to, and you can just take that one off the screen for a minute. We'll yeah. come back to them now. I want to point something out. Folks, in these machines for ballot marking devices where you just punch the buttons and vote it, these machines have the ability to fill in the ovals, but they also have the ability to fill in the oval and make it look like human writing. Why, why would the why software it, need that? Absolutely. Like, why would yeah, the software need that unless it's just to trick you? So go now go back to that shot, image number two. You can clearly see it's trying to look like yeah. human movement. So the way we uh, counterbalance this, and we'll go to image number three, is we, for the first time in history, combined four different types of disciplines that are normally out there used for different identification merged it into one new platform on this. And so basically what you're looking at here is you are looking at, we're mapping basically the outline of the image. And so that's why you can see our computer systems. We're mapping every in, every out, everything around and plotting it. Now, the image on the right and the left is technically the same image, but they use the scribble different by just expanding it bigger or smaller. But it is, okay. in fact, the same exact image. Okay, listen, listen, listen. Are you saying this? Leave it up there for a minute. Leave it up there. Jovan, are you saying these are two separate ballots? Two separate ones, yes. Okay, now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to point something out. At the very bottom of this, you can see where they used a, what, I, what I would call a randomization algorithm in order to make it random. But in order to make it random, they can't make every part of it random. So if you look at it, this is the same ballot, or excuse me, these are separate ballots. With, and if you look at the bottom, they're identical, Jovan. They're, right. they're identical. Right. The only thing that's happened here is they've stretched the image from a southwest corner to a northeast yeah. corner, all they did was stretch it they up a bit. Changed the fill rate, right? That yeah. basically changed the fill rate. But it is the exact same image. And so in this one, we're looking at all the outside identifications of the mark. Let's go to the next image. Wait, are, well, are you telling me that human beings, when human beings fill in a circle, we don't leave a strange grid of little blank circles? <laughs> no, you you do, you, you do. do. But like see, that, it's, like, it's, like it's Connect it, Four, just like that. It it is it is literally can appear that way, but that's why we have to measure them. Let's go to image number three. If you look at image uh, number four. three in that process, oh, four, sorry, four, four in that yeah, process. There you go. Yeah. The next layer we do is we take these images and we look for every broken fiber instance in it. So now we're looking at the oval, measuring the oval. Now we're measuring the fill or the lack of fill. Now we're measuring the outline of the fill and now we're measuring every disturbed segment of the fiber in it and it's these three different mapping programs combined with artificial intelligence combined with machine learning and convoluted neural networks that were able to identify let's go back to photo number one whether something really is a human or not now it's very easy to see here that this was a writing instrument I think it's it was an artist. It's just that easy. It looks like a but kitty cat. But when you understand, it does look like a cat meowing now that I see it. It even almost looks 3D on his snout. It's even got the little uh, snout right. Anyway, and, and a little whisker there. But the reality is, is when you look in machines, and we'll go to image two now, 
if you look at what they save in the voting machines, this image right here is technically 100 times the quality of what they actually save stored in the yeah. voting machines themselves. And so what happens is even the machines are intentionally rigged. So even if there are these items scanned in it, which are machine made codes, that there is no way to tell the difference between these or handwriting. Bottom line, even the machines are compromised from the very beginning because they don't want you to be able to tell the difference between a human vote and a machine vote. And that's many ways they've stolen our votes. So, Jovan, I don't want to give the left any ideas, but would your system be able to identify the use of something like an auto pen to to mm -hmm. um, to give a machine an actual Sharpie or a pen and, and use randomness and basically say, fill in this oval? Would your system be able to determine that or is that Absolutely. something that we need more Absolutely. safeguards against? It, it, it's not just we have to be able to account for any iteration it comes in. And so our machines are not only looking for that shape and match it, but then once they start matching it, think of it as a second hand on a, a watch face. It has to understand every iteration. It can be turned, flipped, inverted, or stretched. And we read every one of them, even in an auto pen. It's still running on a program. And that program tells them, this is what I want it to look like. Now yeah. just randomize it. It is in the act of randomization that you understand the mutations. If there were 2 million ballots and there were only one oval to vote on the ballots, there should be 2 million, and there will be 2 million unique iterations of that. Even in an auto pin, that's not how an auto pin works. Yeah. They might create 100,000 uh, iterations of it and then start using them at different dimensions. We even catch those. And that's why some of the reports that we do we actually say, see this particular oval here, we'll call it T19. T19 appeared in this batch 48 times. Why didn't it make it into the report, Jovan? Because it's incriminating, because it is a crime, because it is the fact of, of, of intent. Remember the definition of fraud literally in law terms is the intentional act. Jump back to Hillary stuff. I didn't know I couldn't have my own mail server. They can always get away with saying, I didn't know, or there's a glitch in the system, or that was an accident, or that was a virus, or that was a bug. What I do is I prove that not only they're there, they're not intentional acts, they're planned acts. Because like when you show a ballot out of calibration. Yeah and you look at it and you look at the dots on the page and you see it's out of calibration, it's not one were done this way, it was 77,000 were done this way. So you cannot tell me everybody was treated the same and you cannot tell me that machine was operating correctly. And oh, by the way, when that same machine is across 172 locations doing the same thing and every one of them are wrong, you can't tell me that was an accident. Well, and, and we, we know that there's a way to bypass the ICX by um, using MBPs, right? Mail ballot printers. And we know there's a relationship between Runbeck and Dominion. We know there's a relationship mm -hmm. between uh, others and Runbeck and other companies that will remain nameless right now just because we have information we're pulling on them. We look at this information that you've brought forward on the paper, and yet 
the mainstream media is saying nothing about it. They're saying nothing about it. And matter of fact, people like Ben Shapiro, who I actually thought the guy was really smart until I started listening to his logic on that the election wasn't stolen. And it wasn't because he had a difference of opinion saying that the election wasn't stolen. It's because he holds himself out as someone that does immense amount of research. I'm now starting to figure out that he probably has a he's little a board up here. No, he's a JUFO. Not a Jew like me. It's a, called a JUFO, just a an observer. That's all he is, a JUFO, right? He observes JUFO. and pontificates. All right, we got it. We got to use that. We are if you're just stealing gonna be just that. A, right. If you're just going to be a just a an observer, you have no say. So you can't say you know shit when you're just an observer because you haven't done the work. Sorry, JUFO. Yeah. I, got, I got really nervous with that acronym. I'm not going to Well, because I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm a Jewish Christian, so it's kind of a, what? <laughs> That's why I was careful to say it's not it's not like me being a Messianic Jew and using the term, but Jufo, just a f-ing observer, period. Yeah, my my issue with him and others like him, besides him being three feet tall, um, ooh, he is very little. Listen, he is very he little. Is, well, his problem is that he, that he knows a lot. Look, He's very smart. Look, look, right? look, 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 look. I'm not going to stand by when know. you're bigoted against leprechauns. <laughs> I'm not going to let you offend him. Leprechauns have lives too. Knock oh. that crap off. Well, I'm Irish, and that offends me. The leprechaun talk Thank does my lucky charm. Got a lucky um, horseshoe up your rear end? He, he, he's obviously very smart, right? No one takes that away from him. He, he's very, very intelligent. The problem is he doesn't know what he doesn't know. And he That's doesn't right. accept the possibility of being ignorant on an issue. He yeah, hubris, hubris that is the thing that will destroy you. It will destroy you. You, you have he, to be able to say, look, I don't know. Max asked me all the time because he has time to do research on stuff. He goes, Joe, did you see this? And I'm like, no. No, I didn't. By the way, and I always send him stuff like, can you send me notes first so you don't have to ask me what I don't already know? Just send me notes. Just Here, send me something. I can be well, like, oh, yeah, I was just reading like the stuff. I like to get your organic reaction. My organic First reaction time, is right? typically like, crap, I didn't read that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you almost want to have a heart problem. attack. I'm so sorry. You, you almost want to have a heart attack sometime because it's just, there's so much of it. Everywhere you turn, it's more and more. I believe that that chaos and these people are put there for, for a reason. Like we, exactly. I, I'll use it as an example. We have, I don't know, 70 or 80,000 people on Facebook that follow us. And Facebook, which we're getting ready to drop a lawsuit on Facebook in the next couple of weeks, we've been curing it to make sure it's possible. Um, but what they're doing is they're stopping any more than 100 people. So they're actually saying yeah. any more than 100 people, it will literally stop the feed from going. So tens of thousands of people every single day try to get on that feed on Facebook and can't because Facebook makes it impossible, even sends them stuff saying, hey, you might want to unfollow this channel, telling people to mm-hmm. unfollow Conservative Daily. And it's mm-hmm. every day. That's why I know them over the target, because they don't try to kill, cut the tongue out of, and do all the things that they're doing if it's not truth. And well, Joe, you could just you could fix that. You can undo the algorithm if you're just willing to come out as a chick who identifies as a hamster. They'll undo the rat algorithm. It's really very easy. Just take so, one for the team. I think I think we should do that. We should actually just name it <laughs> Hamster Sleeps with Elephant. That would just be and they would be like, Oh yeah, we gotta show that. A Try trans- hair pink and we gotta yeah. be out there. Absolutely. The the trans hamsterite. Yeah. I, I got in trouble for using the word um using a word that was not nice. It shocked Max a little bit. Um, and what we was were, that word? Tell me, please. Well, so we had a guy Max who was is on, frozen. 
Max, are you frozen? I think he is frozen. So we were frozen, good. So I can say it now because he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we had uh, he was talking about the person at the FDA being uh, gay, and you know one of my business partners is a gay married Jewish father of two, and if you were to he's been my partner for nine years. So we joke about that stuff because we think we should. We should be able to. Right. We should be able to make light of it. Absolutely. But he goes, well, my gaydar went off, and I was like, oh, he's a gaydarian. And so we put it up. We had, we built this little thing that goes over it. Say the Gaydarian, Gaydarian alert. Max was like this. We are oh. so gonna get in trouble, and we did. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? The po- the problem is, you know, years ago, back back in two thousand, uh, running a large tech company, having offices in New York and Hong Kong and London and everything else. Tons of extreme liberals in my com- company, but we could joke with each other that we were gonna cancel yeah. each other's joke. Now that's just not allowed. I mean, those are fighting terms. Plus, they wouldn't even work for you uh, or, or whatever the case may be. The lines have they since the Obama administration, this this country has been steadily driven apart. I don't know about you, but and I'm not talking about anything religious, but it is none of my business what you identify as who you have sex with as long as it's not a crime. It, it, your life is your life. You know, we lost that in history. If you go back to super ancient times, times of Troy or the Mycenaeans navigating the world, literally you could have the metallurgist from the Middle East, the mathematician from the Middle East, the the astrologer was from the Far East and whatever. And on that ship, you could have a hundred gods. And it was okay in different people because you had to rely on each other just to make it home safe and navigate. It was allowed. And we have gone completely away from that. And we have built great societies, but we're destroying it at the same time because we're just not letting people be who they are and make it okay. Okay, but there are no 100% written rules in regular society that you must be like me. That That is the antithesis of society. Well, and I, think, I think that we lack courage. We lack the ability. We've let people shame us on, on certain words. Uh, and and say oh we we want to you know eradicate the r word eradicate this word we concentrate on micros like the smallest thing while ignoring all the bigger things that are happening across our society which frankly are 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 hurting us they're they're hurting us as a nation because we yes, we, we we don't talk about the the border at the border. we talk about oh they're whipping them we we create false narratives everywhere everywhere while ignoring the real travesties of our society the real Kind of, I, I call them demons. I mean, we have a homeless well, population problem, but the homeless population problem, if you look at it, they, they legalized drugs in those areas. That's they legalized right. it. And, and heroin, what's up? We got Max on the call. Max, are you there? Max. Oh, did you say that gay Darian thing again? I said gay Darian, and he got mad. Now he's not even on the, the phone anymore. <laughs> Max. Can't, Max, can't even hear you on the phone, Max. Okay, well, Max is not there. Call dropped. Call dropped. So, you know, Jovan, we've been working with this group of mathematicians, some really, really smart people, and um, I know that you're you're inside of uh, one of the uh, chats that we're talking about, where we're going to have another one of these group meetings where we come out and we talk about what we've been able to discover. My, my fear is this, that they keep coming out and saying, oh, that's been debunked. Oh, that's been debunked. That's been debunked. That's been debunked. And we stop hammering at home. 
And so what I told Max and what I've told others, I, I had this conversation with Mike Lindell's team. I'm like, guys, stop backing off the throttle. Stop That's backing right. off it. You, you know it's true. Like what you just showed us about the ink in the paper, why didn't that make it into the report? Why was that not volume one, page one, here you go, they stole the election, and here's proof? Why not? Politics. Politics. People with no courage. Um, if I was back in the days when I was having to deal with the SEC and we're going public, and you're doing an audit, you had no say. It is what it is what it is. And you prayed to God your audit was clean so it would be shown the right way so you could get yourself public. I am amazed at how the rules of the auditing game have changed that, okay, we're going to do an audit, but, you know, we're only going to say what we want want to say. We're only going to show what we want to show. Um it's just amazing that occurs and amazing that happens. It's not right for anyone. And let me give you an example. And let me just tip the extremes. I'm a Messianic Jew. And let's say for whatever reason, it was my administration and now everybody has to become Messianic Jews, right? And so now you got to double down and also have your Christian values and your Jewish values. We're going to merge them together. You're going to have more things than you ever thought of you needed to do. And that's just going to way it's going to be. And if you don't turn and become a Messianic Jew, you don't get to buy groceries. You don't get to go to live sporting events. You don't get to do this and whatever. Everybody on the left would go absolutely nuts. The bottom line is if it can be done to one group, be done it to can all. be done to every group. Because I can guarantee you there's not a constant. The only constant is the ruling class using us as battery units, period. The only constant throughout time in man's history is people enslaved. It's not a civil war phenomenon. It's a biblical phenomenon. And as long as there have been people that had too much power and made the rules, they enslaved other people. The bottom line is you should be equally concerned about this as we are as conservatives because the bottom line, if we don't get this right, you're next. And you're it next. doesn't matter and who even you your are. Right shouldn't it go doesn't away. matter who you are. Not at all. It's an aristocratic elite. You become the slave. That's right. And we're already slaves now. agnostic. Yeah. It's, it, it is what it is what it is. Every color of people, race of people, sex of people, even those who identified as something else, have been enslaved. Well, and, and they want to make that divide. They want to make us eat our own because it makes us weaker as people. And we start That's to right. realize that when we turn the corner just a little bit, we'll be able to come to a place where we go, hey, listen, we recognize that you're trying to do this to us. I, I personally think that the aristocratic elite, which is a very evil group of people, um, is doing this because they're like, they truly believe there's too many people in the world. And they truly believe that because there's too many people in the world, it's going to expose who they are that they can't hide from it. They're like, all right, let's just kill a bunch of people. I, I mean, it's really, it's, it's, it's a homicidal maniac type of mentality that they must have that I think that they have. But think about it. You got seven and a half billion people in the world. Sooner or later, seven and a half billion, eight billion, eight and a half billion, nine billion becomes too many people for them to control. It's not a mistake that they started with minorities, right? Uh-huh. It's not, it, Margaret Sanger started with minorities years ago with, with Planned Parenthood. And then you can just walk down the line. Now they now there's now they're doing the same thing to make sure that they can limit the number of people that are that are born in the United States. I mean they're they're making abortion as if it's a fundamental right because they don't want more people on this planet. They just don't. 
And I know that that's it's, kind it's, of it's the it's the lie that's in your face. I'll take abortion as one. Uh, I became a father at 17, and it just wasn't an option that you're going to abort a child. And uh, so I think that's heinous. But uh, let me ask you a question: If it's not a human until it's born, then why do you abort and sell the baby human parts to fix other humans? Right. It's, it's a, a human period from the moment yeah. of inception, period. It's the yeah. big lie out in front. And that's what it is. We have big lies in our faces, right? And we can watch crimes go on in the streets. I saw a video yesterday in Portugal where a tourist was being attacked by six uh, Nigerian Ethiopians that had been brought in uh, because they were given access to the country to save for humanitarian reasons. And they were beating the hell out of the tourists, taking everything, and nobody was doing a thing. And that's the same thing the media is doing to you. They are letting you watch the robbery of this nation and teaching you to turn away. Oh, nothing's here. I didn't see that. We have become weak and neutered. So I'll tell you a quick story. I was, uh, I was rolling down the road in Denver. I was getting ready to go play uh, a football game. And uh, a football meeting, I was playing soccer. Uh, the, and, uh, and I was never a soccer player. I was actually a football player. But my son played soccer, so I joined a league and learned soccer and found out I was actually pretty good at it. And I pull up next to <laughs> this car that was a low rider. You know, the one that goes, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, and the guy had a bandana on his head like Tupac. And I looked over, and I could not stop laughing. <laughs> keep in mind i grew up in the hood right my dad's black mom's white my whole family's interracial so i thought it was funny because it brought me back to you know ice cube days right 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 and uh so i started laughing he started seeing me laughing comes out the window he's like hey what are you doing why are you laughing at me <laughs> i just couldn't stop laughing shook my head pulled into a gas station right to get gas and he pulled in behind me and uh so I, I was pumping gas. I looked out the corner of my eye, and he's the guy in the pasture seat is getting out with a pipe, right? Well, I don't go anywhere without a gun. I haven't for years. Won't go anywhere without a gun. So I drew my gun and said, you're about to have a really bad day. And he went to back up. I go, uh-uh, drop it. Drop it. And he drops it. And I was like, I could have killed you. Just now, I could have shot and killed you, and I would have been justified. Now, don't ever do that again. I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing with you. Now, get back in your car and get out of here. So he didn't know what to do at that point. He dropped it, got back in the car, and left. How many people would have not been in the same situation, not been able to protect themselves? You know, how many people would, people would say, Joe, you're always prepared for something that you hope never happens. That's right. That's exactly what I am. That's right. But right. how many people, like the people that were beating up the tourists, uh -huh. you know, they, they want to strip us of our ability to protect ourselves so we become victims, so that we depend on them for safety. We're not depending on God. We're not depending on ourselves. We can't protect our family. And this election stuff, the, the importance of this election stuff is that we no longer would be representing the interests of the people in this country. And that's what it's come to. That's the Correct. biggest part of this. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. It makes no difference to me. You could be a pink dinosaur. I don't care. But you should have the ability to have a voice. It shouldn't be one voice, one, uh, one thought, 
right? It should be the ability to have thought leadership. That's what leads to progress in humanity, not what we're seeing today. Exactly. We're going exactly. backwards. Not at all. This is about sheepalizing us uh, and controlling us. And one of the critical mistakes we allowed, and all of us allowed it, because one, apathy was our addiction before this happened. But when we allowed hyphens to invade our society and give us new labels, right? Yeah. Um, and not accept the fact that we're Americans, period. Not African Americans or German Americans. We are just Americans, period. And if you came in legally and went through the process, those are the first people that was, I am an American, period. We lost that. We lost our identity in the process. And we let schools do this to us. And I'll give you an example. An average high school student today almost couldn't tell you where the capital of our country is, but more importantly, they don't understand anything about the voting process. At all. Right? Their gauge of a vote is you do it by phone on American Idol, and that's what decides it, right? It's who's got the most followers. We allowed this to happen. And that is why we must own this. I'm guilty of it. I am guilty of it. I, um, my oldest daughter, who I raised to be Wonder Woman, right? Totally brilliant, gifted girl. But as soon as she went into the system in Cambridge and then uh, USC, I got back a raging liberal. It, it made her literally come to the point of hating me. My life wasn't worthy because I'm a capitalist pig that makes these corporations happen. And they teach hate and they teach division and none of it is based on truth. And I even had an anthropologist a few years ago write about me because when they started tearing down statues, I said, even as a German Jew who had family killed in the Holocaust, I still wouldn't have tore down a Hitler statue. And the reason I wouldn't tear down a Hitler statue is because it's a teaching moment. It is a and if you make it invisible, it can happen again. You have to, and that's not, the, the statue is not, would be not to prevail, uh, you know, to hold him up on a pedestal. It is to be the teaching moment. And what's that teaching moment? One man's bad ideology becoming an infection can change the world to make it worse. But yet this anthropologist wrote down that I was a Nazi lover. I'm exactly the opposite. I just understand you can't hide it. You have to deal with it. You have to openly talk about it because if you openly uh, don't talk about it and you stop teaching it, what we have today is naive young people that actually think they're enslaved by us, that they're being held back by us, that our country, which is the greatest country in the world, is a pigsty of oppression. It befuddles my mind so long before politics took this over our education system failed us and long before our education system failed us it was our own apathy not inspecting what we expected and we let it happen yeah what's what's really you know and it's hard because what you're saying hits hard hits home for me very much right so i you know i studied martin luther king way back in the uh way back when i was in college and um, and I was always fascinated by him. And then today I quote some of the things about Martin Luther King. I was always fascinated about this letter that he wrote when he was in prison. 
uh, in Birmingham, Alabama. Even back then I was because of the, the mental, how mentally astute he was and how just aware he was of the surroundings while he's dredging through this and getting shots from all angles. And if you remember back before Martin Luther King was, was uh, killed, you know, 75, 80% of the country hated him. They hated mm-hmm. him. And mm-hmm. today you turn it around and 95% of the country misuses, misquotes him, you know, creates things that it's almost like the Bible, right? They go back to the New Testament, Old Testament, and use it to justify their bad behavior. And, and, but in that, in that moment, you know, he stood up. He was one of the most courageous people. And in his footsteps came people like, uh, uh, what's Jackie, it? Al, Jesse Al Jackass. Sharp, yeah, Jesse Jackass. Uh, Al Sharpton, right, who owes the, the IRS $19 million. I mean, it, it, and, and it's basically a, but then people are bad-mouthing, they're bad-mouthing Martin Luther King. Oh, he was a, you know, he was a womanizer. And I stop people when they say those things. I stop and I go, stop. Those without sin, please cast the first stone. We're all, we're all sinners, right? We're all those mm-hmm. people that have sinned. Mm-hmm. But you cannot negate the influence that he had or the information that he was able, able to provide. And I think that's why I come back to, you know, we started this conversation before we went on air. And you're like, yeah, they, they want to say that I'm a, a, a failed inventor. And I said to you, we've all, we, I, and Max even said it. Well, is that, does that mean that the, uh, that, other inventors because they failed in certain places and finally succeeded were, were Thomas failed. Edison so, was a highly accomplished failure. Yeah. And he, it's what invented, it takes. Yeah. But so, so the, and I get, we but get they value, point. they value not trying. They want you not to try, not to think and to sit on your ass. That's what they call a success. It's their success of keeping you down. People like you and I are the epitome of the different. They don't want the people that pulled themselves up by their bootstraps that could have gone the wrong way in life, making a difference and changing people's lives. That's why they have to beat people like us down. And look, it's fuel for me. Every time that they put something else out there, I laugh. I've reposted. I tell people to read it. I do the same thing. I, I say, I tell people I'm very transparent. I tell them, look, yeah, I'm, I'm a professional sinner. That's it. And I think the only thing I'm embarrassed of in my life is if they ever found out that I used to be in Hollywood for part of my life as a youngster, uh, a young uh, adult uh, getting into the television industry, and they ever found out I was friends with Richard Gere, and then, damn, if they ever found out that was my gerbil, then I'm really going to be in trouble. Oh, oh no. Oh no, let's not go with the gerbil. We got Max back in the final minutes. Yeah, no, you I I've been listening a little bit. You had me at pigsty of corruption. You had there you go. There you go. Hey. Yeah, sorry, we're getting we're getting a lot of rain. Not where I live, but apparently somewhere else in the area. Getting downpours. So, so Jovan, we, we want to come on and do a round table and I want to bring people like Draza and Ed Solomon and all of these other people into the fold. And I want to start having conversations about the math. I I'm in. I think it's super important that we start collectively talking about all the things we know. And I know this has been very enlightening to people because they're saying, well, I didn't know that. How did, how do we get past the paper? And people are asking questions and saying, what, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? We're setting the stage. We're drawing the line right. in the sand, setting the stage. And I truly believe in the next 90 to 120 days, we're going to have some breakage that happens because the American people are going to have enough. And, and you know, I always like to say that, we, you know, I personally am the William Wallace type of guy, right? I'm, I'm not afraid to die. 
Now, I don't want to put my testicles in my mouth. That's probably not something I want <laughs> that would be appealing to uh, me. Look, dude, think of how young we used to try that on purpose, and we still couldn't do it. But, in, hey. In case there was any confusion, Joe doesn't want that. Yeah, that's one of the. And look, I'm going to be dead long before that happens because there's no way that I'm going to submit myself and walk into a firing squad. I just won't do it. I'll be. I right. will fight till the bitter, bitter end. The bitter. I will end. make them shoot me. Yeah, I will. You will have to shoot me. You will have that's to, right. right? So, but I, I think that it's important that as we come together, that we start talking about these truths and we start talking about the people that are positions of power and authority, who are subverting our voice. I mean, they took your stuff. I was so angry. Jovan, when they took your stuff out, I was not just angry. I was picking up the phone. I called out Karen Fan. I was like, you know what? You're trash. I said it. You're trash. Professor won't say it. I'll say it. I'll say it right now. You didn't become the president of the Arizona Senate because you care about the people. You wanted the dog and pony show. You wanted to do this little jig and jab. The fact that you could take a millimeter out of a ballot, and they're like, oh, you're, destro you're destroying the ballot. They use that as justification. Shows me they're in on the steal. They're in on the steal. And sooner or later, the people in this country are going to go, wait a minute. You wouldn't let them take four millimeters out the edge of the ballot? You wouldn't let them do that to prove that the paper was actually fraudulent? Why? What are you hiding? And they hide and hide and hide and hide. And I believe the tar and feather moment will happen with the mainstream media and with tech companies. I believe it will happen. I believe that we are going to have to go to their front door for subverting and stealing our First Amendment going after our Second Amendment, violating the 14th. I mean, we can just go down the line. They're trying to basically take That's the right. Constitution and trash it. Now right. we finally say we've had enough. I think we're on the edge of that. I personally am. I, I, I called people out at the Awaken Tour, and I said, men, stand up. Shake hands. Your men and women, your, your women and children, they don't want you to say, oh, I made a little bit more money. What they want you to do is stand up for opportunity in the future. They want you to make a sacrifice. They're willing to walk that sacrifice with you. But you doing this stuff that I got go, to go to work, and I said, and I'll say to everyone out here, call in sick. And you got to call in sick the next day, and you got to call in sick the next day, and you got to call in sick the next day. Then you do that. You do not let the enemy use your labor. You don't trow their fields. You don't plow their fields. You don't do it. Because all you're doing is making them stronger, and we need to weaken the evil in our country. So, Javon, before I give you the final thought, I want to I go to this. I've been reading this book um, that somebody actually uh, gave me, and it's called The Devil, Karl Marx by Paul Kengor. I don't know. Have you seen this book before? I have not. Fascinating, fascinating book. I'm about a quarter of the way through it, but there's something that was in here that, that I thought was interesting, and I'm going to read this to you. In his most famous Cold War speech, Ronald Reagan quoted Winston Churchill, warned, the destiny of man is not measured by material computations. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. And spirits must choose a side. That's right. Right? I've chosen it's my side. Absolutely. You have chosen your side. Now it's just to get everyone else to the place where they choose a side. And once we know, and that goes for police officers, that goes for politicians, that goes for everyone in our society. For such a time as this, you were born in a time as this because this is the greatest challenge that, our, that humankind has ever experienced. That's and that right. is the, the challenge of the choice between good and evil, between right and wrong. That's so right. Give, On multiple planes, we're, we're probably the very first truly transparent society. I know that sounds weird, but hold, hold with me for a minute. 
that we see it in its physical manifestation, we see it in its electronic manifestation, we can see the broad effects of it, we can see how nefarious it is. And so these planes of the physical plane and then the spiritual plane, which before have always been separate, you're now seeing them come together and do this. Yeah. And there's only one thing in the middle of making that not implode, and that's us. And everywhere you turn, you're either in it or you're against it, you gotta get going, it's yeah. here. You're, you're either you're complicit in the behavior or you stand against the behavior. And I think that's where it is. That's so like where I saw somebody posted earlier today. I saw something that uh, uh, I posted. Let me see if I can find it here real quick. Dang, I don't know where I put it. But it was a meme. Oh, if you've ever wondered whether you, uh, you would have complied during 1930s Germany, now you know. Yeah, you do know. You know who you are. We're going to give you the that's final right. thought, Jovan. Obviously, we'll have you back on. I just want to take this time to just thank you 100%. There are people that say, well, you know, I don't know if I like what Jovan said or I don't believe this. And typically that's done because they're watching a 15-second TikTok video that the radical left put out there. But right. I'm going to tell you unequivocally, and I'll tell everyone that's listening, I support Jovan 100%. I am proud to, spend, to stand shoulder to shoulder with him. And um, he is an American patriot and a man of God. And I, I, I will pray for you every single day. But last thank word Thank you very much. Jovan. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate that. I'm uh, I'm one of those weird animals that it's totally okay if you don't like me. You don't have to like me. That's not a requirement, folks. But I do know that this world is about choices. And I could have very easily been a drug addict or a pimp. Hell, I would have been an incredible mobster, right? <laughs> Putting my brain to work a different way, right? And But that's not who I am. That's not what I am. And it's also why I couldn't be bribed by the very system that asked me not to do what I do. And so I want to let you know, this is what you were put on earth for. You are born in the most exciting and scary time at the same time. But when you understand that just in the creation of you, you won to be here. Why? Because there's a billion sperm that run that gauntlet to get to that egg, to create that unique life. You already won. It was you. It's what happened. It was ordained. You're supposed to be here. You've already fought the fight. You've already been chosen and preordained to be right here. If you're hearing this long ago, this was ordained. You were supposed to be here fighting this fight. And so you have to understand you're already chosen. You're already a chosen warrior. You're here to hear this information. You're already chosen to have the knowledge. The part that's left is the part that's the hardest of all for all of us, and it's called free will, whether you want to engage or not. All civilizations only thrive or fall based on do their people want to engage or not. And that's exactly why you're here. So you got to ask yourself, everything in your life led up to this moment that you should be seeing it. Bottom line is, Joel had it right. You now have to pick a side. Pick a side. Yeah. Well, right, well, thank you, Jovan, for joining yeah. us. Really, really insane. I, I love that, your, your final word. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll definitely have you on again. Thank you, future. guys. All right, God bless you. Have, take care. So, Joe, I know you hate when I do this, but I want to get your organic take on something because Mr. Potatoes just spoke. While we were on air, Mr. Potatoes got the booster shot that the CDC actually recommended against. <laughs> he got the booster <sighs> shot. And he made a statement that I want to get your reaction on. Let's go ahead and play this clip, Mr. Producer. 
three Americans need to be vaccinated for us to go back to normal? Like, what is the percentage total of vaccinations that have to be deployed? Well, I think, look, I think we get the vast majority, like it's going on in some of the, some industries and some schools, 97, 98%. I think we're going to go awful close. And, uh, but I'm not the scientist, uh, uh, I think. But one thing for certain, a quarter of the country can't go unvaccinated and us not continue to have a problem. Two things. A quarter of the country cannot go unvaccinated. So, Mr. Potatoes says absolutely not. Second, we will not get back to normal until 97 to 98% of the people in the United States have gotten the shot. That's because they want to kill a large majority of people in this country. That's what they want to do. This is genocide. Everything that they say and do right now, look, maybe they're trying to kill off the left, which is fine. They're not going to get me to take the virus, take the vaccine. I won't do it. I don't know if you saw the thing that came out with uh, um, Project Veritas. That one. Project Project Veritas. But yeah. you had somebody that works for Johnson and Johnson, <laughs> who said, "They go, well, what? Which one did you get?" He goes, "I got Moderna." She goes, "You didn't get Johnson yeah. Johnson," and he went like this. <laughs> He's like, "No." So you have one side, you have Johnson and Johnson are like, oh yeah, you got to get that. It's not the mRNA. The other side, you got people that work for Johnson Johnson. They're like, don't take this. Just do yourself a favor, please don't take this. And then you had the scientists that came out that said, no, you should not actually give your kid the vaccine. This is a scientist for Johnson and Johnson. You should not give yourself, you should not under any circumstances, give your kid the vaccine. Why? We don't know the long-term effects. Ladies and gentlemen, they want to stuff a vaccine down your kid's throat. They want you to give them a $50 gift card. They want to be able to do it without telling you. And yet we don't know the effects. We don't know the effects. Yeah. That and is Joe what we're Biden dealing with right said now. That he, he declared that he looks like he's not a day old or over 65 today. And as someone who's known a lot of 65-year-olds, I can say, fact check, false, Joe Biden. Fact check, false. Yeah. F Joe Biden. F Joe Biden. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're working. We have, we have a T-shirt that we're going to be coming out with. It's uh, Buck Fiden. Keep it family-friendly still. It's going to be Buck Fiden. Yeah, but I think that that's actually copyrighted. I think there's a guy here in Colorado that has I don't that think, and it's copyrighted. I don't think you can. You, you can't? You just copyright two words? I don't know. I don't know. We should probably well, check we'll before see. we do. The other one is we should say get the one that says Fork Joe Biden. Or Fort Biden, because that's what the Patriot Street Fighter does. He goes like Fort Joe Biden, right? I don't know. It's it's a, it's another way to go. Listen, we uh, we've got a, another one. I want to pop this out for tonight. We have Seth Keschel on tonight with us at five o'clock, um, and we've got a jam pack week. And next week, it's going to be pretty amazing. And on Wednesday, I will be, I think, at an event here in Denver. Do we, do we know where that is, Mr. Producer? Let me pull up the event. We also have 10 free tickets to give away, courtesy of uh, Scott McKay. Oh, yeah. So Scott McKay um, he did give us some tickets. If you like those tickets, um, how, how can they get a hold of us, Mr. Producer? I figured, I figured in the evening hour, why don't we treat it like a radio show? Yeah. First 10 people to call in after we go to air, get the tickets. 
Yeah, and I want to put this out there last, just so you guys are paying attention to this. I can't see it right now because we're live in that right now, but we had just under 200,000 people um, as of about 15 minutes ago that watched it on the website, a combined total of almost 290,000 people before, the, before it even went to um, the Apple podcast that watched the show from last night. So we know these roundtables are very, very effective for everyone to get more information. We're going to start putting together a consortium of people that can come and talk about truth and just tell the radical left that they can stick it up their ass. Because um, frankly, I've had enough of their, of their BS. Uh, what we're going to talk about tonight, just so you guys know, is we're gonna, Seth is going to talk about the, what happened in Maricopa, what happened in, and the fact that it, it wasn't a failure, it was an audit. It wasn't a recount, it was an audit. We wanted to know, are these machines safe? And they're not. We wanted to know a lot of the information, not just in Maricopa, but around the country. And he's flying from place to place to place, doing work, having conversations with people, trying to get the message out that what happened in this election in 2020 is, no matter what the mainstream media says, they are the evil. They have chosen a side. They are infiltrated by the most evil, evil elements among us. And we must fight against the evil element. We must take our side. So... That's all I got. Yeah. And uh, Joe, I don't know if you want me to put it up. I have a, a screenshot of the event details. Yeah, go ahead the... and put it up. So it's at the Holiday Theater. It is in Denver. $75 is the uh, regular pass, a gold circle pass, $150. And a meet and greet with Scott and his guests immediately following. So I will be at this event. Um, it is uh, September 29th, which is Wednesday. And uh, I think that I'm speaking at that event. Am I speaking for a few? Yeah, so I'm speaking at that event as well. And um, you get a great opportunity to listen to Scott McKay. Yeah. And uh, I'll have plenty to say. And just to remind everyone, I think, I think we should do it that way. I think we should have people call in second hour. We won't put them on the air, but it'll just be the first 10 to get through. Once we start it, so don't call before we go to air. We'll start the podcast and we'll open up the phone lines. First 10 to, to call after we open up the, the phone lines. Yeah, somebody um, asked we'll, what time we'll tonight is. 7 p.m. Eastern time. Eastern. Yeah. 7, 7 p.m. Eastern, Eastern, 6 Central, 5 Mountain, yeah. 4 Pacific. All right, awesome. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, all great places. All those links are in the description. We are now also on Audible. Audible. We're on Audible as well. So if you want to use that what? to listen to podcasts, if you want to go to the Amazon company. Wow. We're with the Amazon company. Ugh. So if you want to use Audible as well, you can. That will now be added to the link in the description as well. We go live 11 a.m. Eastern, um, 7 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you, you add that to your calendars. And if you don't want to add to your calendars, text the word freedom, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, to 89517. You'll get added to our text alert system. And you'll get a notification right before we go live with all the links for that day's show. And by the way, we are suing Facebook, just so everyone knows, so Facebook knows. Facebook, we are suing you. We're coming after you for suppressing a voice, violating the First Amendment. We're going to be one of the first to do it, um, but we're coming after you. We're coming after you because what you're yeah. doing on Facebook is unconscionable, it's un-American, and it just flies in the face. And you've, and you've cost us great harm. You've caused us great harm by doing that because you have amplified the voice of radicals. You've let them defame mm -hmm. and censor or defame and slander us while holding us down and not giving us the opportunity mm -hmm. to speak, especially when it comes to Eric Coomer. We might even drag you into that case. We'll see. But we've had enough yeah, of you. And not just monetary harm, reputational harm as well. We've had fact checks applied to us. They're completely bogus. 
that have nothing to do with what we have written about or talked about. And Facebook has labeled us as as false, as, as purveyors of, of falsehoods. And that has done great reputational damage to us as well. So I think I think we should we should follow what John Stossel is doing because I think he has a winning formula. But we'll talk about that offline. Yeah. That's going to yeah. be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. My name is Joe Altman. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. <laughs>